0: This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Power hour is engaged here inside the locker room final hour of the day. Remember, after this, please stay tuned on this very airways. We will be carrying the Mike Tomlin press conference live here on SNR and As with every Tuesday, we are delighted and overjoyed to be celebrating this Thanksgiving week. But most importantly, we will be having, of course, Steelers Digest, editor-in-chief, and of course, Steelers.com, and also Team Historian, the great Bob Labriola, (laughs) joining us today. (laughs) And, you know... uh, you know, we will dive into team history, and we will dive into all that. But we will also dive into Thanksgiving history because I feel like Bob, when it comes to food, you know he 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 has he has the Purple Heart slash Medal of Honor uh, when it comes to eating uh, around these parts. When you have a hand in helping not only create but promote food items on menus across the greater western pa area you are a living legend um as well and we love them dearly (laughs) we love them dearly. and also bob hey nothing really to talk about quiet tuesday huh coming into the yeah i mean really i'm I'm,
2: i was gonna say uh as i said to wes your producer before we came on the air i said uh this is probably the only news that could get those two guys not to be talking about food (laughs) 48 hours before Thanksgiving.
1: That's true. Yeah, Exactly. No, we, we still find a way, uh, Bob, but, <laughs> okay. but yeah, you know, yes. we will not be deterred. Um, we still interweave the food mix, but let's just go ahead. Let's just go 10 toes in right now. Let's dive into the deep end. Matt Canada firing
2: thoughts, reaction. Um, well, I was shocked that it happened yeah. now. Um, I, I, I didn't really, you know, think that the arrangement was going to go extend beyond uh, this season. Um, but, you know, I mean, just, you know, it, it, you know in, in your introduction of me, you know, team historian, um, you know, this has never happened uh, in my lifetime uh, in this job. So, yeah, I mean, I was shocked anytime something happens for the first time. Uh, I think, you know, it, it deserves to be described in that way. Um, You know, just, and then it made me go back, not so much research, but, you know, the last time the Steelers were involved in an interim uh, coaching situation uh, was 1965. Now, um, you know, the last in-season firing of a coach was 1941. But um, you know, in the the olden days of the league, um, you know, I, I don't know that that counts as as um, significantly as you know more recent uh, happenings. And if if you want, you want the nineteen sixty five story, I can give it to you. Absolutely. Or you want to move on. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We need Na- context. All right, nineteen nineteen sixty five. Um, and actually it actually, it began a few years earlier than that under the Buddy Parker um, uh, tenure as head coach. Now, Buddy Parker was notorious for trading away draft picks in bunches uh, for veteran players, uh, a lot of whom were, to be kind, past their prime. Mm-hmm. You know, there were drafts during the Buddy Parker era when the Steelers' first pick in the draft was in the ninth round. So, um, and Parker was also known as a guy who would react emotionally to losses and he would fire guys, uh, on the trip home from road games. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Wolf, imagine some of that, huh? (laughs) No, I couldn't even begin to imagine. (laughs) Um, so, um, Dan Rooney, uh, he had, I won't say he had taken over. But he had been giving a lot, given a lot more authority by his father over, you know, the football operations uh, in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, and uh, Dan Rooney um, implored his dad that we got to stop this. We, got, we cannot trade away all of our draft picks because I think it was 1966, one of those picks that the Steelers traded away was used on that, that middle linebacker from the Bears. You may have heard of him. Dick Butkus Butkus. (laughs) yeah so those are the kinds of players that the Steelers were um, passing up an opportunity to even pick Lenny Moore Mm. another Hall of Fame player Um, these are the kinds of guys that you know the Steelers didn't draft because they didn't have picks in the rounds when those players were available so okay so Dan Rooney uh, goes to Buddy Parker after um, the 64 season or in in the training camp of 1965 and says, okay, you're not allowed to do this anymore. You're not allowed to trade these picks. You're not allowed to cut guys after games unless you run it by us first. And by us, he meant him and his father. And Buddy Parker said, I cannot work that way. And typical Dan Rooney fashion, he responded with, I accept your resignation. So Buddy Parker was gone. Uh, The regular season was you know, on the immediate horizon, there was no ability to, to uh, mount a, a search for a coach. So they hired an assistant off the staff. Mike Nixon was his name. He had been an assistant uh, under Buddy Parker. Now, the 65 Steelers finished 2-12. and And then after that, you know, the Steelers then, uh, that was Nixon's only season. Uh, the Steelers then hired, uh, they made another mistake hiring. Uh, Bill Austin for the 1966 season, and that was done on Vince Lombardi's recommendation. Mm. Um, You know, and this is just my, my little take on that. You know, oftentimes, do you think that a coach, a coach of a current team that is in the league the same time as you has your best interest at heart when he's recommending who you should hire as next coach. Next I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that Vince was a bad guy or anything, but I don't think Vince really had uh, the Steelers' best interest at heart uh, when he was recommending his man Austin for that job. That lasted three years, and then that was over, too. And the that policy or that, uh, you know, procedure way of doing business was over and that was when the um dan rooney headed up the search that presented chuck Knoll to his father as the prime candidate and uh, we know what happened after that the rest is as they say history so um yeah this was uh different certainly historic in my uh it, for me to use a word in my uh era lifetime um and um You know, we'll see how it works out. Uh, I I do think that uh, this kind of move was imminent, Um, you know, and I'm certain that there had to be something specific that led to it now. I don't know what that is. I'm not going to speculate. As Max so eloquently explained, my Tomlin's news conference is at at noon today, (laughs) and um, I would imagine he might get a question or two on this subject before that, you know they get around to Mike, what kind of pie do you like go uh, Thanksgiving?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We we have all these uh signings, uh, I feel like those are more important. Um He's not yeah, gonna, yeah, to, the, right. yeah.
3: they're not gonna question about the uh the cranberry versus the chutney
1: right <laughs> right the yeah, exactly. sauce versus chutney <laughs> debate. He's not gonna settle that today.
3: <laughs> no question about it. Labs um The tipping point is obviously something that that has occurred, but now it's about moving forward. And this is where things can get a little dicey. You know, as I I talked about earlier, in 84, when Franco was was released by the Steelers, or not signed, however it turned out, in 84, I remember standing there in training camp and and, and going, you know, this means we're all at (laughs) Anybody's job is, is up for grabs. If they can, you know, if they unload him, who else? Everybody can, can be unloaded. And I kind of wonder if this this is kind of like one of those little pointed moments where, you know, you can see that the the how do how do I describe that? The eye is turned towards now the players. The players have to, as they should. They've got to up their ante. They've got to. Everybody's got to be in. And you've got to get this thing rolling now.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no more, um, I don't know, uh, the camouflage yeah. or buffer said, or you know buffer, anything like yeah. that. You know, I mean, because now um, you you can't you can't uh, either um, subtly or you know come right out and say it. You know, uh, it's the coordinator's fault, right? Because now he's gone, right? Um, so you know, I and let me say this too. It's not possible to make drastic changes at this point. I mean, uh, the the play calling can be a little different. Um, You know, there can be some. I'm sure procedural changes uh, and exactly what those might be, I don't know because you know I'm not uh, an expert uh, in that kind in that end of the business necessarily. Um, But you know, I'm sure that there's gonna some accompanying changes are gonna you know go along with this. Um, but I mean, it's not, you know, you're not going to see, uh, it come into, you, you know, the greatest show on turf or anything, or, um, you know, they're going to go to a, you start using the wildcat or, I mean, any kind of the, of uh, drastic offensive changes from the, the, the basic framework of what has been in place. I don't think you can do that now. I mean, you've got a game in a few days. Right. And so, uh, and. Despite you know the the gloom and doom uh, that's all over social media and sometimes coming out of my mouth, um, this team is still. If the season ended today, they would be in the playoffs. Right. So you still have some things that are worth playing for right now in the here and now. And so you know, I would think you know since Wolf you brought up players, I I think it would be um, very foolhardy for any of them to be looking beyond Sunday in Cincinnati because there's still a lot of things that are attainable at this point. And, um, you know, we've seen the, the, the way the AFC North division is now, um, you know, who knows, because, uh, all credit to the Browns for winning the game on Sunday, but they didn't light it up either. I mean, if you have the, um, you know, best defense in the league and the best running game in the league or whatever it is, um, you know, (laughs) they they got out of there by the skin of their teeth. Right. And all due respect to DRT, the quarterback, I think that now with more video on him in regular season games starting to circulate, I don't know that he is going to be treated as – the same way, let me say, as he was by the Steelers. I mean, teams now will be able to hone in on not only him, but what the the Browns like to do with him right? Uh, when he is prepared. And so I think that the kinds of things that DRT and the Browns offense saw from the Steelers' defense um, aren't necessarily going to be the same things they're going to see from future uh, defenses, future opponents moving forward. So I don't think that they're um, – Uh, path is, you know, going to be smooth moving forward either. So my point is that the AFC North, to me, is still very much um, up for grabs. Um, You know, whether anybody can actually catch the Ravens or not, we'll find out. Uh, But they lost Mark Andrews, unless they send him the Lords, you know, and dip him in the pool of water there for some miraculous healing. I don't think that uh, him coming back for the before the end of the regular season is very realistic but hey you know who knows
1: yeah that that that's that, that's a that, that is a big blow um when you talk about it labs about how he you know how this team kind of adjust because like you said that was that was a big safety blanket for for Lamar Jackson so you know i we so we have this aftermath um Of the Matt Canada signing, Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan take over. Do you have any insights to just kind of the style? I mean, because you can't change a system mid-season, so the system is what it is. It's more so play call selection, and you know, and kind of I would say more so the shuffling of the deck, so to speak. If play call was was it was a was a deck of cards right you kind of you have the you, you have the, the deck is the deck right but how you how you shuffle those cards or how you choose to execute them is the biggest probably difference in that I mean is there anything that you've heard or that you can glean from either one of them as far as the experience of Mike Sullivan and, and Eddie Faulkner and the and, you know and their ability to be able to shuffle said deck.
2: I don't. I mean, all I can all I can go on is the fact that, you know, Eddie Faulkner is the running backs coach. So I would imagine that, um, you know, his input slash insight into that aspect of the offense, um, you know, might tend towards his past experience. I mean, I'm, I'm just speculating here, uh, trying to, you know, deal with your question, Max, more than yeah. knowing anything. Um, you know, Mike Sullivan, uh, is the quarterback's coach. I think he did have some play calling experience in the NFL at one of his previous stops. Um, but again, I I do think that a lot of it is going to come down to, uh, what is determined to be, uh, able to be executed at a fairly high level, uh, in terms of implementing it in these games, because, Again, um, they're they're still in a win this game uh, mode. Absolutely. This is not a let's see what we can you know establish or you know how how we want to evolve as an offense or you know any of that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I really do think this is still very much a one week at a time situation for this team. Um, you know, and there's a lot of ways to. To view that one week at a time situation, I mean, you you kind of got to believe that you have a good defense, uh, still, and uh, you know, one that only allowed thirteen points, uh, you know. So, for me, uh, you're you're just you're looking for for some kind of offense that can get you more than thirteen points, you know. if I do think if you look at the Steelers team and kind of project what you think might be happening over these next uh, seven games. I had to do the math real quick in my head, Wolf. Thanks for the help. Um, But uh, you knew not to ask, right. I would think, I would think 24 to 28 in a game regarding the points would be uh, sufficient to win the bulk of the last seven games on your schedule. Um, And so uh, I would think that it would be reasonable to try and retool things uh, moving forward with that kind of situation in mind. I mean, I don't think, you know, you're looking for uh, averaging 30 points a game or you need 400 yards of offense or, you know, because I, I think that's losing sight, you know, of, you know, keep your eye on the ball to use a, you know, a baseball or golf um, analogy. And, um, you know, what you need is, I think, you know consistently three to four touchdowns a game that's what you need or 24 to to 28 Mm -hmm. points and they don't have to all be offensive touchdowns either so that's how i would uh expect things to be moving forward in the immediate now uh and then you know in the off season when it's all evaluated and um some decisions are made you know on different players and um the, the interviews for the the coordinator job begin and you know all that kind of stuff that offseason stuff then i think you open up a lot more possibilities and avenues into how you might want to proceed but um you know i don't think that this is a move that indicates you know we're packing it in on this season i i, I just don't
3: No, and you know that's interesting bob because you bring it up uh, bring up a very valid point i'm it, even more so for this change to have occurred during the season is one thing, but to have it occurred while the playoffs, you're still in the hunt. You know, it's its not, this isn't a situation like, okay, we're shut out of the playoffs, we, you know, we got to get through the rest of the season, let's evaluate the talent, that sort of thing. You know, that to me seemed like, okay, I can understand that more. So it's almost like there was even more of a pressing moment, whatever went on behind the scenes that that created this change while the hunt the playoff hunt is still available
2: yeah and again you know again and, and let me say this uh, I, I am speculating I, I need that i need everyone who's listening to this to understand this well
3: that's uh, but what we're all doing yeah th-
2: yeah okay um but one of the things you know when when i started thinking about it um and the fact that they still are in the playoffs uh you know contention certainly and you know again i don't think that it's they actually have to climb Mount Everest to get there either. So, you know, this is a realistic, um, goal moving forward. Mm-hmm. So maybe this decision had more to do with subtraction than addition. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. You need to yeah. remove something that you feel was, uh, inhibiting you or the team from, um, reaching what its potential for this season happens to be as opposed to um we have this uh, these other coaches on staff that we want to get involved in this process if you understand my point right um so again i don't know i think that uh, you know if we have this conversation on the tuesday after whenever the last game of this 2023 season is Um, maybe, you know, some, some more things might be, um, have come into focus, but I mean, right now this is in my, for me, you know, I'm, I'm walking around with a blindfold on in a dark room, just kind of feeling my way, hoping I don't run into walls, uh, in terms of what I'm saying and thinking. And, um, you know, again, here now we're, uh, 38 minutes away from the start of the Mike (laughs) Tallman news conference. And, um, you know, I'm, I, I I got my DVR set, fellas. I mean, I because in case I miss it, I want to go be able I want to be able to go back and watch it again. Right. Because right. uh there 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 may be some things said out loud. There may also be some things that, you know, and often happen in these news conferences, and you guys know this having listened to coaches talk a lot, you know, sometimes there's it's necessary to do some reading between the lines, too. Um to get to the message uh so yeah. you know we'll yeah. have to see i think yeah, that no, i think will. the ratings i think the ratings for this uh should Could be, be pretty good anyway
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes I, I i think there'll be just a just a smidge more uh microphones in there than normal uh for this one uh from the from the from the from the uh from the alphabet networks um <laughs> it, it, it it's going to be one that i'm sure is going to be played across the country and across the league um as we get closer to it bob um, yeah bob once again we we appreciate it as always you jumping in every tuesday joining us in the locker room i will leave you with this uh last question Pie essential or favorite pie Ooh. that must be present for Thanksgiving.
2: Well, okay. Um, the, the The tradition has always been uh, three, and you choose. Um, okay, I'll give it to you in app al- uh, in alphabetical order. Oh my, apple. <laughs> All right. Well, because there's, yeah. there's three: apple, pecan, and pumpkin. Ooh, now, my personal yes. uh, go to was always apple, mm. and I was also a person who, um, when I made a choice on the pie, I was all in on my choice. Okay. I was not, give me a little piece of this and a little piece of this and a little piece of that. uh uh-uh. For after the meal, you know, Thursday after dinner, dessert, I would go all in on the apple. Ooh, now, yeah. you know, if I could um, scrounge them to-go, <laughs> for the next couple of days, that's a you're whole lot. You're more like
3: issue. me than you admit, Labs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no nah. hey Wolf, I'll bet you, I'll bet you though you're a sampler well. more than.
3: Can I say this? This is I was a sampler. Then I learned the way to go. When you have the the choice of pies, you go pumpkin, all right, because you got the the nice whipped cream on it. Then you go pecan because you got a little crunch, right? But the apple is always the cleanser. <laughs> you load up, baby. I was going to yeah. say, Labs, you know
0: he's he's not picking a little sampler. He's having a full slice of all of them. You know it.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, exactly. but let me say this, Wolf. Um, you know, tactical blunder. <laughs> Just because whipped cream goes on pumpkin doesn't mean it doesn't go on apple, too.
3: Again, no. that's why I love you, Labs. You come out and you got some great strategery here and
1: pie eating. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. We hey, we appreciate it, Labs, and yes, you, Wolf Labs. will now be re- rethinking his strategy. Just bring, just bring the can of ready, ready whip with you, and just smother it over everything, go, and then like, you can't even tell what pie it is. I mean, Wolf, you Wolf's know, technology. And since you
2: mentioned ready whip, because that's also the choice, the whipped yes. cream of choice. You can squirt that stuff right in your mouth. Oh, to, I know it Exactly, exactly. Who needs a pie yeah. when you got
1: a whole can? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Laz, we appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. You can go see Bob Labriella's work on... You know, Asked and Answered on Tuesdays on Steelers.com. Also, the Steelers Digest Editor-in-Chief. You can find him all over. And like I said, he's here every Tuesday inside the locker room. All right, lads, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will, we will talk to you next week.
2: All right, fellas, enjoy. See ya. All right,
1: that was Bob Labriola. Now, also, we're going to open up the phone lines. We want to make sure you guys know the telephone number 412 919 1316. That's right, 412 919 1316. We know most of y'all have that on speed dial already. You're in your top five, that's still a thing on cell phones. But uh, we will be back with more inside the locker room after this. Mm-hmm.
0: is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Well, we're back at it in the locker room. We are going to start taking your phone calls because I know Steelers Nation is out there and they want to chime in and get their voices heard. So let's start off our first one. We're going to go to Sarasota, Florida, on account of their Circus George, and it's not Circus George Pickens, but it's the original Circus George. George, how you doing, buddy?
4: Hey, good morning, Jess. How are you?
3: We're doing fantabulous. Doing how you yeah. doing, brother?
4: Let's let's get the obvious, the elephant in the room. Let's talk pies. All right. Now you yeah. Now let's go to the real stuff here. Now, when I lived in Pittsburgh once upon a time, the uh, Sam's Club in Greensburg had what they called a Harvest Pie. Ooh! They don't have them down here, but my wife learned how to make one. She got the the uh, recipe online. But it had apples, cranberries, raisins, and walnuts. Oh! And it was one of the big ones, one of those signature pies.
3: Oh yeah! And Let oh, me yeah. tell
4: you, there's a good pie because it's got a little everything in
3: it. Yeah. You put any ice cream so with that or what? What he wants? What's that? Do you, you put any ice cream on that or whipped cream or anything? You know, to go an accoutrement. I could
4: if, you know, usually I'm at my sister's house, so it depends on what they have there. But there's never any shortage. I know my little sister always makes freshly whipped <laughs> in a bowl. So, you know, no, none of that canned crap at, at our house. It's not happening.
1: But uh, There we go. Uh,
4: yeah, I mean, I just, I've just i never seen a pie that I don't like.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good pie point.
4: It's not edible. They're all good. But the hardest yeah, pie yeah, to me, true. that's the one, because it's got a little everything in it. There so, you go. All right. I, I believe I agree with you guys on the on the Canada thing. I don't think there's going to be that big of a difference in the offense because the plays are what they are. You can't say we're going to throw away the playbook and you're going to learn new plays in five days' time before the Bengals game. It'll be the same plays. Now, de- depending on how they're called and what formation they're run out of, there's a different story. You know, you're deciding to do a, a play-action pass on first down instead of running. Okay, that's in the playbook but they may actually call it. So, like I said, you might see some nuances, but I don't see wholesale differences. And I do want to see better line play. I was pretty disgusted with our turnstiles masquerading as offensive linemen last Sunday. I don't want to give Cleveland too much credit. They're fine. They're a good team. But if we want to be a good team, that's when you got to stuff the defensive line from the other side. But let me
3: just say this, George, and let me say this in defense of the boys. When you go up against the number one defense – you're, probably there's a good chance you're going to run into a sack or two. You're going to get some tackles yeah. for a loss because they're number one for a reason. They are good too, yeah. you know. And, and I get yeah. what you're saying, but we still rush for over 170 yards, you know. That was
4: a beautiful thing to see Warren go around down and get that oh, one it wasn't run. it? That was just great. It was great. Yep. Yeah. Hey, do you remember when you played the Bears in 85 yep. or 85, 86? 86. The year after they won a the Super Bowl. Yep. And Lewis Lips got cold-cocked by, I think it was uh, – either Wilbur Marshall or Otis Wilson, knocked him out. He was yep. doing a little end drawing the motion or something like that, and Wilson just threw an elbow out and knocked Louis Lips out of the game. Yep. And I remember the commentator say, I'm looking for the Steelers to run a play against him where one catches him high and the other catches him low. And it didn't happen.
3: Uh, some and, of us uh, got into it. So with, like, with, well, this isn't
4: the Steelers' offensive line. I remember that the commentators. You
3: know? Let me just say this because I was there. I played, and some of us got it into worked. it with some of the guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was business that was taken care of. You know.
4: Hey, you were there for that Detroit debacle too on Thanksgiving. Oh,
3: you, you're not kidding.
4: <laughs> Billy Sims, Billy Sims running without a shoe, for like a long touchdown.
3: George, that, that was ugly. That, let that me was tell you this: Billy yeah. Sims jumped in the air, planted his foot on Jack Lambert's helmet, Jack splat, and cut off his helmet. <laughs> I saw, I saw the skid marks on Jack's helmet at halftime. All right, there were cleat oh, marks. Geez. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it was crazy because it was artificial turf. Well. No, no, he was. There's the no way he took that well. No, he was smoking. He was absolutely honked off about that. Let me tell you. All
4: right, so what do you guys feel about the Bengals game as far as
3: changes that we might see? I'm wondering if we're going to see different personnel groupings. We're largely an 11 personnel uh, grouping offense. We'd run that the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wonder if we're going to see some 12 personnel. I love to see 12 personnel. Yes, we saw some of that, you know here and there, kind of sprinkled in. I'd love mm-hmm. to see a little more of it. We also saw...
4: Yeah, I'm well, thinking kind of like Ron Airhouse's offense was when Bill
3: Cowher first took over. Could be. We were
4: running two and three tight end
3: well, Yeah, but you're going to still have to run 11 personnel. I mean, because you've got the weaponry to do it. It'll be interesting to see right. how they go about it. Max,
1: what say you? Yeah, no, I mean, I would love to see a little bit more 12. I think also maybe some of uh, the target adjustments as far as Mm -hmm. where we're looking, where Kenny's eyes are going uh, with Mike Sullivan um, to kind of of guide his eyes a little bit more for him um, as far as where Mm -hmm. the one-two reads are. And I think that's something that if you get into 12 personnel, you have to look middle of the field first and then work your way out. Like, that's what I think is... Is pretty apparent. It's a progression, yeah. Yeah, it's a progression. And now that you have Pat and Darnell together with Connor, I think you have to to utilize those guys. They didn't get targeted enough. I I agree wholeheartedly. Now, before I go on here, let
4: me rub into you. It's 84 degrees and sunny here.
1: (laughs) Ah, there uh, we go. That ain't uh, no, Max, that ain't no Thanksgiving weather. It is for us. every if, day. If you
5: ain't got to <laughs> put on your winter coat and your
1: gloves to deep fry your turkey, what are you doing?
4: <laughs> we have different ideas of
1: winter coats here. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Windbreaker <laughs> works just as well. It's a covering over the body. Yes, That's it all it is. <laughs> Max, what do you think of that harvest pie? You, you, know, you know what? I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm intrigued. I've never had it. And I think that combination actually might intrigue me to go for the fruit-based pie um, world because I'm Ask more of a pecan wife to, to and sweet potato. Pie. My wife got the uh, the recipe online. Apples,
4: uh-huh. raisins, cranberries, and walnuts. It's delicious. Okay. Sounds and good, have a brother. a lot of pop right. on it. George, we got to right. run, We're brother. Sure brother. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you.
3: Happy Thanksgiving, Thank brother. Thank you so
1: much, George. Great
3: all night right. Night Absolutely. That's great. The number is 412-919-1316. Why don't we roll to? Uh, uh, let's go to <laughs> Wesley. Stop moving the arrow. <laughs> let's go to Juan <laughs> in the South Carolina. Target. He's moving this arrow all over. Juan, how you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. Good, how are you good, doing? Guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you guys too.
4: Shout out to my guy Wes. Hellman, Shippers, Tom um, did a good job last week without moats.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Juan shirtless yeah. Tom, well, he's 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 excellent. He's a good dude.
1: Uh, uh, I love the nickname. <laughs> you should have seen it.
3: There's a reason for it, but let's not use know, up that time. Okay, just moving <laughs> no, we'll along, Juan. Let's let's keep it That'll rolling. Juan Coben, yeah,
1: before before we explain it, yes. <laughs> what hey, what's up, Bud? What 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 are your thoughts about obviously the news? Uh, we will just call it a sex. hey. I thought. Hey, I thought I was seeing things
4: when it came to my phone, but hey, I guess Christmas came really. I don't like nobody to lose their job, but hey, it was the first time for everything. Not to steal way to do it, to fire a coach during the middle of the season, but they had to do something. So another thing, do you guys think this was a progress to see what we got with Kenny, too? Because like I keep telling everybody, I don't think Kenny is the answer, neither.
3: I, I'm still I'm still a Kenny fan. I mean, I, I, I gotta say I'm in his corner. I think that the young man still got what it what, you, what, what he's shown before and he can reestablish himself. Look, you know I mean, the growth process of a quarterback is never really linear. I, I, I don't recall anybody that I was ever around. And the other thing about it is following a legend is hugely difficult. I mean, if you go back to my experience after Bradshaw retired, you had Cliff Stout, you had Mark Malone, and you had a number of other guys, and they were absolutely tortured by the comparisons to Bradshaw all the time, you know. And it's a thing that you've got to be able to be strong enough to weather the storms, because you go up and down in your performance a little bit until you write yourself. But think about it: you're trying to replace a legend and a Hall of Famer to be in Ben Roethlisberger. That's very tough going.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll say yeah. this. Nobody has ever mastered it, right? I mean, you look at even – I mean, the probably the closest comparison of recent history where you have drafted a guy right after a Hall of Famer. Um, to be or an amazing quarterback, I think the closest you get is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and really that's about it. Because I mean, look what the Saints are going through after after Drew Brees' retirement. Look what the Colts are still going through after Peyton Manning. Right, you know, good point. Injured, released, and then sent sent away. Um, you know, you look at the New England Patriots post Tom Brady. Right, nobody has really done it. Even for all intents and purposes, Eli has two Super Bowl MVPs. And look at what the New York Giants are going through post him. Mm -hmm. So nobody is perfect. Like everybody has their bugaboos after you've had a long tenured Hall of Fame worthy or superstar level quarterback. Everybody is always searching. Nobody has just a cash sitting in there. And they just drop them. This isn't college like Alabama, like in, in the two thousand tens, right? Where it seems like they just pumped out, you know, a quarterback every single year, a running back that was going into the league every single year. You know, that just doesn't happen. And so there is a transitional phase. And I think this also with the fan experience, you have to be able to measure and temper and change the gauge of the expectation because it is a transition. It is something new. It is completely different. It is a shock to the system and the way things are. So, you know, I'm not down on Kenny yet, you know, because I also know that I don't grade, you know, when people are like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be a franchise quarterback, and he's so amazing. It's like, but I do see the potential there because I saw the preseason, right? I was there at training camp. So I see the elements are there. The ingredients are there to make a great quarterback. It's just how do you unlock it? How do you mix those pieces together that is still, I'm still in a TBD Phase of that, and I think I can't really make a fair assessment until three years in, and we've just gotten past the first full season of play from Kenny, and he's experiencing the second season as we as it unfolds this year. There you go. Well okay. said. I agree.
4: Uh, yeah. One more thing, I think you guys go. Yeah, but um, I think what, uh, what Buffalo did with Josh Allen, uh, I know we we just fly Matt Canada. Do you think we can bring
3: um
1: or Buffalo O.C. to work with um Kenny?
3: I didn't catch uh, you. Would you say one?
1: Ken Dorsey. He's asking oh. if we. If there's a possibility to bring Ken Dorsey on, um, because he 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 was he was released from. Uh, well, think
3: about this. Why do you want to? I mean, right now at this yeah. point in time, where, what's that going to do? Bringing a guy on and that's from outside the, the system. He's well. not. Yeah, I mean, you're going to talk about bringing a guy on that's going to change things. So that's to me, that's a non-starter.
4: Okay, guys. I'll let you guys. You all guys, right. Have hey, we'll
3: get have, a, have a happy Thanksgiving, Juan, okay? Yes, have a happy hey, well, Thanksgiving. Don't eat, too, to don't, you, don't eat too much. Don't eat too much, Will. Too late, buddy. Too late. <laughs> 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 la, 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 yeah. la, 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 we got four guys. We got three or four calls here stacked up. We'll be back after this. Max is going to wrap it up in the bell lap as we take all your calls going into the The bell lap, which is just what the bell lap before the bell lap to be when we get to all the – I know Wes is saying, bring it along, bring it along, because the food's going to be on tomorrow and the next day. Bye. Listen, we're running out of time here, all right? (laughs) I'm giving Max the PSA.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: All right, back inside the locker room here.
0: Bell lap time
1: here in the locker room. We got the last hot and heavy segment we have calls to get to so i want to make sure we get to all of them before the end of the show and before the mike tomlin press conference first up on the lines nathaniel from los angeles what's up nathaniel we have about 45 seconds hey. each so we can get to everybody bud
4: okay i'm gonna make it short and and sweet sweet potato pie
1: <laughs> thank you thank you thank you that's my guy right there gold star yes. of all the callers <laughs> all
4: i'm gonna say about about the team just keep it just keep it uh simple you know, it's like you say, Max. We're not going to have a, you know, uh, it's not going to be a big change, and it's just going to be a change in person who's calling the plays. So I say, keep it simple, do a little more twelve personnel, and you know, let's go get them.
1: There you guys we go. Have there a we happy go. Thanksgiving. Hey, have a happy th- Thanksgiving, Nathaniel, as well. We appreciate the call. All right, and we and we have we have one of the uh, all-time favorites here, Jason from New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, I can't do it like Tunch or Wolf, but we do have. I did. I did give my best try at it as an homage to Tunch. Uh, Jason, how are you, bud?
5: Hey, that was well done, Max. Well done for the first attempt. That was better than anybody else's first attempt oh, on that. Oh, <laughs> man. yeah. Man, there we go. Man. Hold on, <laughs> Jason. Love you, Wolf, but you uh, know, you admitted that it was a bad try the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Tunch was the best. I can't even do it right I know. So. <laughs> I know. He was just terrific at it. All I right. would definitely oh, be quick. Um, I, as far as pie goes, I mean, I'm, I originate from uh, Amish country there in northwestern PA. So I am all about the shoe fly pie. Have you Ooh. ever tried that?
1: Oh, no. Tell me about it real fast. Yes. I, I got to be
5: honest. I mean, the, the most simplest way to explain it is it's a molasses pie. Mm. Okay, that works. If you do not okay. like, if you don't like molasses, do not even take one bite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but it's really good. It's, it's really messy. And, and, and it's, it's not necessarily the most go-to pie. But, man, look it up online. It's wicked easy to make. And I guarantee you'll like it. Um, if All you right. like molasses, like I said. <laughs> yeah. As, as far as this Canada stuff, okay, I've been kind of in the camp um, that you guys, you know, I I haven't been really impressed with the execution all year. And not to say that I I enjoy Canada's plate calling, you know, a lot of times, but I haven't been one of those ones calling for his head. I thought it was – I hate to be offensive here. I just thought it was was immature, you know, the whole approach of, you know, thousands of people screaming, fire Canada. You know, when we went down for the uh, Tennessee game, I wasn't going to take part in that if it were going to start up. And they actually had some pretty good play calling and execution in that game. Um, So I don't see much change coming forward. I hope I'm wrong, but um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that. You know, I had a tweet, uh, X to you guys yesterday, Max, and, And it asks, what kind of changes do you think we could make? Well, I guess here we got our answer
1: today. (laughs) Yeah, we do. We do. All right, Jason. Well, we got to run because I want to make sure we get to all those words by Mike Tomlin so we can get those answers and talk about it tomorrow. Thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And, of course, to Steelers Nation, same black and gold channel, same black and gold time tomorrow. We will bring in all of those thoughts and everything else. We are inside the locker room. We got to go because Mike Tomlin is about to hit the press conference. Make it a great day.